0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. <laughs>
1: You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your Dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat.
0: What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty podcast on today's show. We're going to do a a one-round dynasty mock draft, rookie edition, but we're going to do it as co-owners. And speaking of co-owners, here's my co-host. You know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair. What's up, buddy?
2: Nothing, man. Excited to do this because I am both the absolute best person to co-own a team with and the worst. Uh, I do tend to do the punt. But when it comes down to, hey, do you want this person? I'm always the, okay, sounds good guy, so.
0: Well, uh, tonight we're going to need you to put up a little bit more of a fight as we, we try to figure this out. I think one of the hardest things to do is play in a dynasty league where you co-own. Now, you and I do I that agree. in in our Patreon 11 league. I think no. it's 11. Is it 11? Uh, maybe. We won 11 or, that league. I think it's 12. It's 12. We we uh, we we put the tag team of Doom on our patrons. We laid the smackdown, and um, Jerry's flexing on them, and that was a good time. And you know what else is a good time. What's that? YouTube. If you had Always. been on, if you just go to YouTube, search Dynasty Warzone. You you would have already had Dynasty War games. Now, as you know, our buddies Jesse, Mike, and Chad, they have been doing Dynasty War games for about two months. And it's been appearing on Tuesdays. Well, this week they're wanting to do a special edit. And because of that, on Tuesday, I dropped the bonus special edition of the Dynasty Warzone that I did with Rich Dotson of the Dynasty Nerds. Yes, those Dynasty Nerds. And Dallas was back in his normal spot on the rookie rundown. So Monday, Dallas played. uh, He played GM, Jerry, for all 32 NFL teams
2: yeah all the all the best landing spots for him so
0: what what he tried to do from a mock GM perspective was give all 32 teams a player that he thought would suit them the best. then my you know conversation with Rich not just about dynasty fantasy football, how he started the nerds, what uh, keeps his juices flowing after eight years in this industry eight years, Jerry.
2: Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I feel like we've been around for Ever? ages. Yeah, and it's it's not even close to that.
0: I, I think we uh, it, like ages and dog years. Yeah, in, in in the Dynasty game, and then on Thursday, our boy Kyle will be here with the SmackDown, and on Friday we'll have the. I guess at this point it's a bonus edition of the Dynasty War game. So it'll be here Friday. Five shows this week, Jerry. What do you know?
2: Oh, well, I mean,
0: that's what we do. What are you gonna say? I'm going to say go to YouTube. You'll always get those early, mostly ad-free, over on YouTube. Free. You just click the notification button, hit the little bell, Jerry. You're in there like swimwear.
2: Cannot be free.
0: But, but you know who's not getting off free, not getting off scot-free? It is time again, Jerry, for everybody's favorite segment. Are you ready? Yep, yeah, fire away. It is good people. With bad tweets. Tonight's contestant on Good People, Bad Tweets, is Thrills Fantasy Football. And that is at TFF Philip. And Philip says the Adams and Hill deals, which is referring to the Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams deals, are proof that neither ever cared for the organization that drafted them and made them who they were. All that matters to them is money. A shame, really. Space. Now, neither will ever get a chance to win a ring again or for the first time. Jerry, what, what were your initial thoughts when I sent you this? Because I think more than ever, rookie season has me patrolling these Twitter streets, looking for good people, bad tweets. But when I sent that to you, what was your thought? Well, I responded
2: to that tweet once you sent it to me. I don't remember verbatim exactly what I said, but I created a story about how absolutely pitiful that take was. And it was something along the lines of, one time in my past, I was cutting up some jalapenos and I forgot to wash my hands after, and I rubbed my eyes and it just burned like hell. And that was less painful on my eyeballs than reading that, and i quote lazy judgmental ass tweet. So that uh, that's what i feel for that one. It is it, it what they do and what they decide to do in your in their lives has absolutely nothing to do with slap dick fill on twitter. Absolutely nothing. So let them move wherever they want to move. He gets to play it, one guy gets to go from green bay wisconsin where you have to play in the winter to las vegas. The other guy gets to go into, goes from Tornado Alley in Missouri and gets down to live in Miami, Florida. And you gain money to do it. What in the absolute hell? Who, have these people, no, no, no offense to the, the cities of Green Bay and Kansas City, are they comparable to Las Vegas and Miami? I, w- I would say no. Uh, keep your judgmental ass, dumb trash can opinions to yourself. Let these guys do whatever the hell they want. Like, I, I, I don't understand. I don't know how that is what he vomited out of his mouth and onto uh, the screens that we all read. But, Randy, take it away, my friend.
0: Uh, well, first of all, last week you were less than a gracious co-host. So what I didn't realize last week is that I was recording – I was recording through the microphone on my laptop, and not the microphone that you can see right here if you're watching live on YouTube. And that microphone that I'm using right now is also what my soundboard plays through. And Jerry never once said, "Hey, brother," uh, or sent well, me like in the, in the sometimes it's chair.
2: super quiet, so I don't know.
0: Uh, it, uh, okay, well, did. so this time I made sure the soundboard is good. And in this case, this is what I thought when I read when I read uh, Phil's Phil's tweet.
2: That is one of the stupidest statements i ever
0: heard in my life. (laughs) It's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard in in, in my life. Now, I will say I do slightly agree with the take that those guys will probably never win a ring again. That that part I agree with. But in the case of Devontae Adams, were you going to win one? No. In Green Bay at 29 years old? Absolutely not. I mean, were you ever going to be set up more for success than you were this year when you were the number one seed, the only team in the NFC to have a bye, to then play a California team at home in the playoffs, freezing cold weather, and you you lose to a team that did not score an offensive touchdown. Was it ever gonna be better? No. So when you're 29 years old and it's the last contract you're probably gonna sign in in the NFL. Do what you well, want. You, you got to have the money. And if you're Tyreek Hill, first of all, he's a Florida guy. Yeah. He is a Florida guy. I think he's from like the the Jerry's favorite band, ironically, the Florida Georgia line area. He he is. He's from that area. And this gets him much closer to home. And how do you turn down? What was it? Four years, $120 million? Yeah. To live in Miami. To live in Miami. No state income tax. Great lifestyle and the guy's got a ring. So once you get the ring, you get the money. You get the money. This is the third contract for both of these guys. This is generational life-changing money. Also, so, let me let me let me add one more thing.
2: So he said something along the lines of showing no loyalty or something to the teams that drafted them. Now don't get me wrong, Devontae Adams, I think, was a second round pick. Tyreek Hill was a day three pick. So they showed no love for that man by drafting him there either. And also Devonte Adams outdid his draft spot by a lot. Uh, and he did so for the better part of a decade. So get F out of here with that.
0: Well, I mean, what are you what are you supposed to do? and and but I do agree. I actually think it was very uh, let me ask you a question. Shoot. over over the last decade and maybe longer in the case of the Packers, would you say the Chiefs and the Packers are well-ran organizations over the last decade plus?
2: For the most part.
0: Okay, and would you say over the last decade plus that the Dolphins and the Raiders are well-ran franchises? No. So which, which team took on the very expensive wide receivers and paid them $30 million a year? The, the, the bad ones. So I, I will say on that part of Felipe's take, I do agree. I don't believe you can pay a wide receiver. Who was the last wide receiver that was the highest paid wide receiver in the league or thereabouts that won a Super Bowl? Now, I understand that from a performance metric standpoint. Cooper Cup was the triple, triple crown winner, but he wasn't the highest paid Not wide close. receiver and wasn't even close. So my point is, is I do understand. I saw a a, a stat somewhere that. No quarterback making more than 12.9% of a team's salary cap has won a Super Bowl. What the hell do you think you're going to get done when a wide receiver makes 15% yeah. of it? And I get that you have the rookie QB in the case of in the case of TuA and then Derek Cars on a team friendly deal. And to me, that part makes sense. That part makes sense. I actually, this coming Sunday, what a segue. This coming Sunday, I am doing a podcast for our patrons over at Patreon.com about what Dynasty GMs can learn from what the Packers and the Chiefs did with Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. How can we take this real-life story and use that information and learn from these stories to help make us better Dynasty GMs, Jerry? Hey, I love it. I will be tuning in myself because the Lord
2: knows that I need it.
0: And Jerry and I, after we get done doing this show, we're going to start a new stream just for our patrons where you and I are going to break down a big trade that you and I did. It involved a quarterback, the 101, Joe Mixon, a 23 first. It got weird and weird in a hurry, but we're only going to break that down. Where at, Jerry? That is at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty War Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty War Zone. Not only do you get the... The average extra podcast a week of bonus material, you know, like the the Dynasty Rich. I I mentioned the, the bonus episode with Dynasty Rich. I dropped that like three weeks ago for our patrons. I literally slapped an intro and an outro on it and delivered it to our patrons as a patron exclusive for like three weeks. Couldn't get it anywhere else. Great conversation with Rich. Now, it's finally out there now, but I only did it because it's Rich, and Rich is great. But these are all the kind of things, as well as startup advice. Jerry, what's around the corner with rookies? Would you say it's rookie draft season? I would say that, yes, sir. You know what's going to be difficult for me this year? Is uh, last year I wasn't coaching baseball. And like literally every weekend I was helping our many, many patrons through their rookie drafts. So I've got to figure out how I can do that from the first line, the first baseline coach's box. But we'll figure it out. And that's all part <laughs> of being a patron over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty. Randy's going to
2: be writing it in the, in the dirt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, no, Jerry. Uh, We play on turf.
0: We play on turf. We we were very bougie bougie down south. Absolutely. Yeah. Google grand park, Carmel, Indiana. We got got parking lots up here in the murder mittens. Yeah. yeah, You you guys play in, uh, in gravel, but as inflation continues to go up, prices stay the same at Patreon dot com forward slash dynasty war zone check it out you won't find a better value in my opinion in the patreon space so all right jerry let's jump in to this thing you and i are going to do a mock draft you and i now you you are going to be the team scribe
1: okay
0: so so, so, so jerry as a history graduate a history major can you tell the ladies and gentlemen of the audience what is a scribe for those that may not know
2: uh, they're just the person that writes things down. They are the, let's see. The recorder. In, in, in my Yes. In my field, they're all crotchety old monks. So this will be more entertaining than that, luckily for everyone involved.
0: When I hear the word scribe, I think of uh, Ebenezer Scrooge from the classic A Christmas Tale. Is, it, is that what it is? Charles, Charles Dickens? That sounds great. Right. Come on, Jerry. You're History, not literature, sir. You're, 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 the, you're the sophisticated one in these parts. But I, I imagine Ebenezer Scrooge sitting there at his old 1800s British desk with a with a quill pen, taking notes. That's I Jerry's. Ro- quill pen. That's that's Jerry's role on this podcast tonight. Because the the those that have left reviews in the past, and if you want to leave a review, go to Apple or Spotify. Leave us a review. Five stars, thumbs up. We'll give you a thumbs up, and we might answer a trade question if you leave it in the comments. But, but Jerry, they like it when we read back the results slowly and clearly. So that will be your job. You are, in fact, the scribe, the court, the court reporter, the uh, the man with the pen. Okay, love you it. are ready. you are ready, sir. Now yep. we're we're going to do super flex. We're going to do one yep. round. We're going to do super Come flex, on. and I'm going to try to mix up the order of shows next week. I'd love to get back to mock draft Monday. And we'll drop this on Tuesday, and we'll drop the Dynasty War Games on Wednesday. We'll continue to shuffle up the podcast here at the Dynasty War Zone Fantasy Football Network. So we're going to do Superflex. We're going to do one round. But what this is going to create, Jerry, this is going to create your and I consensus top 12 picks. Yep. Superflex rankings. Are you ready, sir? I was born. Ready, Mr. Young. 101, I think I think it feels pretty easy. Um, I'll just throw it out there. Brees Hall, running back, Iowa State. Thoughts? Uh,
2: writing it down because I have no argument. I'm with you.
0: I mean, this, this one here is easy. I'm glad the soundboard's back up and operational. Being mean, Brees Hall, the 101. But the cream,
1: rise to the top, oh yeah.
0: Now, one thing Jerry and I are going to do, and we have promised this all rookie offseason season, is that as much as we love a guy, we're going to give you one bugaboo, one picadillo, one reason as to why this player makes us nervous. Do you have anything on Brees Hall? Because I have one little thing.
2: Uh, I think the only thing I would say is that I do think he is the 101, but I am the least confident about this 101 pick that I have been in maybe since I started playing this game. Maybe the Josh Jacobs year, because I, as I was famously said, he was vanilla ice cream. But as far as that, I feel like there's been a lot of guys that have gone 101 and you've been just elite dominant dudes. And I'm not sure that he's there. He's going to be very good. He's going to help But All right, Randy's shaking his head, baby. Get
0: cooking. Get it. Get it an- cooking. An- another go. reason to go to YouTube simply go to YouTube, search Dynasty Warzone. You can see me shaking my big old noggin. I'm wearing a Titleist baseball cap today, and no, I, I do not. I do believe that Brees Hall is as easy a 101 as we as we've had in I, a I given ever given you, draft. I, I'm year.
2: not sure that he has the ceiling that some of the other guys. have.
0: Oh, I disagree. I think he's got okay. the athletic measurables. My picadillo. My my thing that, that I do not like is that he. You like that word, don't you? Picadillo. I do, I do. Th- throw that in the Google machine. It, is that he's a Big 12 running back. Players from the Big 12, for the most part, have come in and historically missed the mark as it relates to expectations in Dynasty. I think David Montgomery has done okay. Uh, Kyler Murray has, I, I think he's been right at expectations, which were high. In fairness to Kyler Murray, they were very high. Um, but that would be my one thing. He, he plays in a power five conference in the NCAA not known for its defensive prowess. That yeah, would be my I mean, that would be my one uh but I do believe he has a three down skill set. I mean I believe he's a great outlet, but I
2: mean it took Joe Mixon a while to get there. So yeah but he was I, yeah. he was a
0: bangle. You know and and I all the word on the street I think this is going to get even easier if Brees Hall winds up a Buffalo Bill. Now it's gonna nuke yeah. a lot of my Devin Singletary but the more I read, the more mock drafts I see, the more I see him going to Buffalo. But just want to make sure in all transparency, we said that we were going to give you a reason why a guy gives us doubt. And that's the re- that, that was the doubt I had on him. It's just the conference he played in. But he's still my 101. It's not even close. Jerry, I think we have a consensus 102 as well.
2: Uh, if it's Kenneth Walker, then we do.
0: It, he he is a fellow Michigan State attendee. I don't know that he's graduated. I know you uh, did finally in, in fairness, you've been there for 19 years. I think he was there for one. It's so, Uh,
2: if we're going to do bugaboos a for me personally, this is just a me personally, obviously I love to do, and I don't like to stand players, but I find myself in these situations. I don't know if I'm going to be able to take Brees Hall over him. And that is just a personal flaw. If I'm going to give advice as to what what would be the boogaboo about him, it's got to be the pass catching, right? Like we, we haven't seen enough of it. While I may think he is capable of doing it, the NFL may not. And he may not get that opportunity. He may be drafted into a situation where he is not asked to do that at all because he doesn't have the profile that has shown that he has done it at an extensive level. So that would be mine.
0: Do you Let have me another? ask you a question, shoot. Because uh, I do not remember what was his pass blocking like at Michigan State. That's the one thing I do not remember top of my head.
2: Absolutely putrid.
0: That see, I, I I thought I remembered saying that, but I wanted to make sure I had your your buy in as a not only a Michigan State alum, but as a that fan was, and then someone that- who watched every game
2: that was one of the the other bugaboos about it is he would have to either split out or something and they would bring in a fullback to to protect
0: and, and and again you know the the receptions you know he had three at Wake Forest three again in Wake Forest and then 13 this year you know he's he's never even cracked a hundred yards receiving so those two things but everything that that I've read and and heard is what an incredibly hard worker. He is, and you know, you, you gotta love the size five nine, two eleven, um, good speed, sub four four, you know, decent burst score, middle of the pack, elite speed score. So you love that size and speed combination. I think for me this is really gonna come down to where he lands. Correct. Uh, but, but he's the one oh two. There is not a landing spot short of say Indianapolis. Really, you know, yeah. you, know and there's you know something unreasonable. But 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 you get like you get what I'm saying. I would hate for Kenneth Walker or our 101 Brees Hall to land in a spot. And obviously you want them to land in the obvious spots, right? You want them to land in Atlanta. You want them to land in Houston. You want them to land in a spot where they can be the featured dude. Uh, That never works out that way. But for me, easily the 102. Kenneth Walker. So Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker. What are your thoughts? The 103.
2: Uh, I think I am uh, at Garrett Wilson here.
0: You know, Jerry, it, it gets, it gets, the show gets better when we start disagreeing. Okay. So but we're, I, we're go, I, I, do, we're going,
2: okay.
0: I mean, I, I, I'm hoping we're going to have some, some pushback here soon.
2: Oh, we're going to,
0: but I, I love Garrett Wilson. Um, easily the, the, the wide receiver one per mock drafts. Now I was listening to uh, Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks they're talking about how uh, another guy, we're going to talk about here in a little bit, Drake London could be the first wide receiver off the board. Uh the more that I see as I see the Atlanta Falcons taking him at the 108 in in the NFL draft. Now, not the worst thing in the world, no. but, but 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 what kind of landing spot would would Mr. Wilson have to to get for you to to push him out of the 103?
2: Um, see, I'm, I, I, it's easy for me to push him out of the one Oh three, I think, depending on landing spot, but to put him out of the top five, it would be tougher. Um, see like off the top of my head, they, he would have to be like somewhere like Buffalo or something, but they're, they're not going to take him. Of course.
0: So yeah. It'd be something like that. Like, I would love to see him go to Cleveland, but they don't have a first round pick anymore. Yeah. He had been mocked to them a bunch before the the Deshaun walk. There's there's a lot of great landing spots. You know, Carolina wouldn't be great
1: between no, the
0: yeah. between the quarterback situation. You've already got and that's feasible too. It, 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 it's possible, but it's yeah, not probable. Yeah. It's the old yeah. possible versus probable. So so we're on the page there. Garrett Wilson both love him at the 103. Do you have a 104?
2: Uh, not off the top of my head. I think I am open for debate. I have a guy that I would probably do personally, but what do you got? I've been leading the conversation so far.
0: I want to hear yours so I can tell you how wrong you are. That'll make for good entertainment here on the podcast.
2: Perfect. It's Drake London.
0: We just talked. Oh, good. You're, you're good and wrong. Perfect. (laughs) All (laughs) right. This this worked out exactly how, how I thought it was going to go. Okay. For me, it's For me, Drake London, just the, the, the sample size is small. It is. Now, now what the, the NFL, the, again, this is part of my process. I like to know what the Bucky Brooks is, the Daniel Jeremiah is, the Lance Zerlines, the Mel Kuypers. I mean, you can go on and on and on. I love to know what those guys are saying about these guys. Um, I think the big bugaboo for Traylon Burks is that people are so worried about that speed. And I was listening to one of those guys. And they were talking about how, but when it was John Middlecoff, former NFL scout host, the uh, three and out podcast. And, and he was talking about, but you know, when these guys that these big physical specimens, yeah, they may run a four or five, but they get on you real quick. And I, I like trailing burks. Um, it's going to come down to landing spot because I could be swayed. This is where it becomes very landing spot dependent for me. But I have burks at the one zero. Oh, so Jerry, we're on the clock here. We're looking okay. at our roster, so I, I'm giving you the reason why I like Traylon Burks. Okay, give me the reasons why you would take Mr. Drake London.
2: I, I, I so I actually have these guys really close. So I'm going to ask, how much further down the board? I don't need an exact number, but how much further down the board do you have Drake London? Because if you're a very anti Drake London guy, which I don't think you are, but
0: I, I'm not anti, but I have him. Uh, let's see here. We are. We've already agreed. More Wilson's than one. Already- more
2: than one spot.
0: Correct. We've already, well, I'll just okay. tell you, he's he's my four in this okay. class. And so I know I... people People are going to be like, oh, gasp. I mean, the guy's not even got a 40 time of record. You know, he, he's coming off of uh, ankle surgery. He's never played 10 games in a season in college. Now we think he's going to go play 17? I'm not so sure. I know the tape is great. I don't have the metrics. The production,
2: the production is the, great. The, that's the, that's the, his the, thing.
0: You know, eight uh, eight games, seven touchdowns, 20, 20 six games, three touchdowns. So the guy has literally played 22 college games, and he has 15 touchdowns.
2: I think that's, the, that's the, a pretty good thing, clip. I think the thing that is sort of best for him is I don't think he's going to be drafted as, you know, I think he'll probably be the third or the fourth wide receiver off the board, and that's going to put him in a situation that's a little bit better. He's going to have a little bit better of a quarterback, a winning organization, not have to deal with the Detroit Lions or the, you know, whoever else. Um, But but my next guy is going to be uh, Burks. So let's let's just go with Burks at four. Burks at
0: four. He was
2: was my guy at five. So so I uh, like I have him in the same range. I just he just profiles too much like Nikhil Harry for
0: me. Well, then let's go ahead and get Drake off the board. Let's go ahead and get Drake up the board at five because I have I had Drake at six. Okay. So if you're gonna acquiesce and we're gonna move Burks to the Four. 104, I will acquiesce and I will agree to move Drake London up one spot. My five. So now that we're talking about the one oh six, we yeah. agree We 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 have our pros and cons of Drake London. Yep. B- big guy. Um I'm looking at and I'm using playerprofiler.com. And I'm looking at he is not a very good athlete. He didn't have a very good vertical, He done, which is ironic considering how he's considered, like on film, a jump ball specialist at USC. He has a horrible 20-yard shuttle, and he's middle of the road in their scouting metric. No speed or burst score on him. He has yet to uh, provide any of that. I do like the fact that he's extremely young. But uh, my, my next guy was Jamison Williams at the 106. What are your thoughts on Williams? So this
2: sort of goes back to when we talked about Garrett Wilson. When you asked what sort of landing spot could he go in that would drop him out? It's not so much that it's that somebody else could land in a great spot and they could jump him. And Jamison Williams is exactly that guy. Like somebody's going to bet on the kid and the only thing that really, and it's weird because his, you know, his, his slenderness to overanalyze a person like we do, he's, he's very much in the Devonta Smith sort of thing. And, you know, he got all the chicken leg things and we're not giving it to Jameson, but I do love the dude. I, I, I feel like he was an absolute elite talent. One of the premier players in college football this season and the injury has really opened the door to get him at a value and i am absolutely with you on this one i love it if you are going to crap on him at all how are you going to do it
0: my, my negative would be the fact that he is slender six foot two 180 pounds that's lean that that is very lean spread out of, across six foot two but I I just look at the 15 touchdowns in 15 games in in 2021 just uh, just silly. amazing at 20 years old in the SEC with SEC cornerbacks guys that are going to be in the first round of the NFL draft and nothing against Drake London and the crumb bums and future insurance salesmen that that guarded him at USC I don't know there, there's there's a couple of good ones out there but, I... but 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 for me this go ahead and and this is you know they they, they do those bold predictions sure to go wrong mm-hmm. here is going to be mine he will be the wide receiver to off the board in your rookie drafts when he's drafted by either the green bay packers or the kansas city chiefs both these teams due to the trades that we mentioned earlier in good people bad tweets both these teams have multiple first round picks I think teams are going to let him slide a little bit. He's going to wind up going to Green Bay. He's And in, 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 in his stock in rookie drafts could go absolutely nuclear, nuclear, if he winds up with Patrick Mahomes, who is, what, 27 years old? Yeah. Could play like his Maybe first – even. He could play his first rookie contract five years with Patrick Mahomes because nothing against Aaron Rodgers, but he is 38. Yeah, but 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 whether it's James, but he's but
2: he's under contract for however many years, three or five year, three or year, three years. But my perfect. point
0: is, is that with 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 Mahomes, yeah, you know he's getting the full five years with Mahomes, whereas he's only getting three potentially, could be more with with Aaron Rodgers. So for me, whoever what percentage winds up there,
2: of dynasty leagues do you think he would be taken at one hundred two, if that were the case.
0: You know, I'm going to call it the Clyde Edwards elair corollary. That's exactly what I'm going for. It, It's, it's, you're not drafting so much the talent, although this, this is the anti Clyde Edwards elair corollary in that this guy's actually good at football. It's weird, funny how it works. But, but for me, it would be the slenderness. Um, I, I think you're, I think both for now, like if you were doing your rookie drafts today, you're getting a tremendous value. But, Come, come NFL draft, you know, the draft's uh, four weeks from Thursday. You're, the, the, the discounts are over, my friend. yeah The discounts are over. And by the way, I'm going to throw you guys a little bit of a, a bonus trade tip. Just the tip. Go out and move Juju Smith-Schuster. The good Lord in the year of 2022 has provided you a sell window. The man's on a one-year contract. They brought in Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They still have McCole Hardman. They have this tight end. Maybe you've heard of him. His name is Travis Kelsey. And they have two first round picks, two second round picks. They're going to bring in another wide receiver. This hundred catch season for Juju is a myth, is a fallacy. But the minute they turn in that card, and Roger Goodell says with the twenty second pick or the thirtieth pick in the NFL draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select wide receiver. Duh, 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 duh. Juju Smith-Schuster is going to fall hard, hard. So you have a sell window. Get out of the Juju business. All right, so that was six. Jerry, what do you got at seven?
2: I think this is where I go, Malik Willis.
0: I'm not going to argue with you. Um, I'm just not. um, It is a super flex draft.
2: Well, let me say this. I am not really a Malik Willis guy. You know, I'm not, I'm not I here. think I think it's bad business for us to not say Malik Willis here. Because I, I think there is a bit of a drop. And there is a chance that he has a very high ceiling. I can promise you, though. Let me say this for the listeners. In my drafts, I will not be taking Malik Willis. I, I will probably not take any quarterback, for the most part, in any of my rookie drafts. But I think that would be bad advice to suggest that you also don't. I have just set up my rosters in a situation. Luckily, I listened to a lot of smart people who have crapped on this quarterback class for a historically long period, about as historically long as the 2020 class was hyped up. This quarterback class has been crapped on. So I worked my my magic as best I could, but now that we are among this class and we are amidst the hype that is rookies, they're being propped up simply based on smoke and mirrors, in my opinion. It it is a false value increase, so I don't want to do it. But that said, like we have said previously on our shows, if Malik Willis hits, Malik Willis is an elite asset for a dynasty roster. And at 107, I feel like I'm sort of rolling the dice a little bit anyway. This is not my favorite class for the most part. So what do you what do you got? If if not Malik, who are you thinking?
0: Uh, I'm not. This is where I want to trade the pick for Kirk Cousins. I'll just give you the 107 for Kirk Cousins in a Superflex league. I can't do that in in this no, example tonight. So I, I have no problem with with Malik Willis. Um, I, I understand the athleticism, but I understand that he is a full year older than Trey Lance, and he. A big-
2: Project than
0: Trey Lane. and every and, and what drives me crazy is everyone wants to compare him to Josh Allen. Oh, he's the toolsy quarterback who can. No, he's not. He is toolsy, and he does have a good good arm. But Josh Allen didn't get the the heave ho from Auburn for self admitted maturity issues. Josh Allen didn't come in the league and turn twenty three before he took his first snap in the NFL. Josh, Josh Allen came the league and still sucked. And he's not. He just true. grew eventually. He he's not six foot tall. Josh Allen is like six foot five. Yeah. The 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 comparisons of coming from a small school are are, are one thing. He did the reverse Cam Newton. He yeah. left Auburn, went to a small school, and went seventeen and six. So those are my things. But this is super flex. He is going to get first round NFL draft capital. And even though I don't love him, and I've always been the guy to take the Daniel Joneses, I took Josh Allen. On this very podcast in 2018, too. In, in 2018, that was the first year we were doing this together as a a tandem here on the Dynasty Warzone. I was pounding the drum for Josh Allen, so I I would be a hypocrite to say that hey I, I liked Josh Allen. The Daniel Joneses, yeah, you know what? I'll I'll I'll, I'll agree to go Malik Willis at the 107.
2: Okay, what about? 108, because you don't want to go Malik Willis at 107. Who would you like to? Who is Randy picking at 107 but for our sake the 108?
0: I'm torn between two guys. I know his metrics have not been good, um, but I'm between Isaiah Spiller and Chris Alave. Knowing what I know today, I probably have to go Alave, but I think once Spiller does get that day two NFL draft capital, some team takes him in the back end of the third round. And he winds up on a on a good roster. Like this is the kind of guy that I could see, I could see Kyle Shanahan banging the table for in San Francisco and just really screwing up the Elijah Mitchell shares. As
2: long as it's not Joe Williams or whoever the hell that was like five years ago, who he did that for.
0: And, and my other would be Chris Alave, right, right here at this spot. Um, for me, Chris Alave, it, it's the the bugaboo is the size. Yeah, not not a big guy when you look at comps. He's a really good route runner, and you look at his size and speed and metrics, and I really see the next T.Y. Hilton. So if you put him with a really good thrower, like if he winds up going to Aaron Rodgers, I may bump him up to the 107. I may bump hmm. him up even higher. I agree. Because a, a good route runner with with good speed and um, feels like a, like a maturity about him. But I would be between those two. So we're on the clock. We're on the 108, right? Yep. What, what what's your take there, Capitan?
2: I think mine would be Isaiah Spiller. So I think that's sort of the route we got. Let's go with
0: do A. that. Let's put let's. So so uh, the 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 nervousness on Spiller is the lack of athletic profile. Is that I, fair?
1: I,
2: I think that's fair, and and it sucks because it looks like he has it when you watch him play. You just you haven't seen it taped. but um. It, I feel like he could easily be the guy that makes everybody look stupid for the most part in this class because he was, you know, he's a Debbie hype guy. He's been around for a while. Um, But then right before, you know, the combine and right at the end, Kenneth Walker got some steam. He was right there with Brees Hall. And then now, now he's sort of fallen off a little bit. So there's a chance, but this is the guy that spits in everybody's face.
0: Let me throw in a little, little something, something in there. Uh, as well, back to back thousand yard rushing seasons in the mm-hmm. SEC in the SEC, yep. And he's had twenty or more receptions in every season, including a career high in college twenty nine in his true freshman eighteen year old season. So the kid's got some some receiving chops. Uh, I think he could wind up being a value. Where are we? One hundred nine, one hundred eight, one hundred nine, one hundred eight, one hundred eight. So at the one hundred eight, I I think he is a steal. So we're going to go Spiller at 8 and Olave at 9? We're going to talk
2: about Olave.
0: Okay. Because I'm scared of Olave. I just – He's about your size. I don't think he could whoop you. You think he's going to Will Smith you?
2: Okay. For one, he would absolutely Will Smith the hell out of me. Um, Just guys like that, the profile, super speedsters, little guys – I mean, they do not. They do not do well. Like I don't want to just say John Ross because he's a better wide receiver than John Ross. Those guys just do not have success rates, and that makes me not want to take him in the first round. But uh, I'm looking at. I, I see where you're coming from, and I've watched him play, and I think he's good. But I've also watched, you know, guys just like him, and they just can't do it in the NFL. That's what it scares
1: me.
0: Well, Player Profiler has him best comped to Stefan Diggs. Kiss my ass. And, I and, and I, I'm, I'm 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 comping him to T.Y. Hilton. He's a little bit taller. He's a couple inches taller than T.Y. They're both in that 180, 190-pound range. And T.Y. and Olave both ran a, a 4.39. Okay, perfect. Yep. You know what? It's really going to come down to uh, – th- we're at the point of the draft where – I'm glad, you know, like we mentioned earlier, where hey, if you draft Jamison Williams today, you're getting an advantage because you know what NFL teams are going to value. Right. The- we're at the point of the draft now where it's we really need the NFL to tell us what they exactly. think about these guys. Man, that'd be super nice if they could help some brothers out and be like, "Yep, yes. we're going to take him as a first round pick and he's going to Green Bay. Cool." Yes, steel, well, well, steel, yeah.
2: So like that, it, this is another guy that if he ends up in a place like Kansas City or or Green Bay
0: whoop, 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 whoop,
2: whoop, right right up your draft boards like just injected into everybody's veins. I think I'm okay saying Alave here. I just am skeptical of him, but also anybody else I take a shot on is going to be risky here. Like I, I I'm just trying to hope for upside and he is a guy that has upside. So I am not mad at you for this.
0: So we're so on the 109? We just
2: did Chris Alave at 109. Okay, so we're Car-
0: into the double digits. The 110. Okay, this is the point where I would hear conversation for Kenny Pickett if he goes in like the top 15 picks. I would at least hear your argument at this point. For me, a guy that I'm falling more and more and more in love with is George Pickens. I I really think this is another guy who could sneak into the back end of the NFL first round. Like, could you imagine Pickens with Mac Jones in New England? I I think that's a great landing spot. I I think that's a low key, very, I I think Pickens, I love his profile so much that if he lands in like, again, we keep going back to green Bay and Kansas city. If he lands in one of these spots in the first round, I mean, you're, you're more of a Debbie guy than I. Speaking of Debbie, let me give a shameless plug. I jumped on. I don't know when the episode will release, but I jumped on the Debbie marketplace with Cain uh, Michael Nelson, and Shane P. Hallam, and, and, and we talked a little bit about this stuff, but George Pickens, Debbie Darling, and where would Pickens be going right now? Where would we be talking about Pickens had he not had that ACL injury? Uh,
2: A lot sooner. And this was actually the guy I would have taken over, Chris Olave, because I'm with you. He just, something about the dude. He just screams like a DK Metcalf type. And I am all for it. I am excited about him. I will probably have an unbelievable amount of George Pickens, uh, especially if he falls to here, because if I have, you know, I'm probably not taking Malik Willis. I already said I'm probably not taking Olave. Depending where Jamison Williams lands, I, I could take George Pickens ahead of him. Like, I could be taking George Pickens a lot higher than where we're taking him right now. And even this is a little spicy for some people. Uh, as far as the Kenny Pickett is concerned, meh. I mean, I guess it's possible. Um, and that goes for any quarterback. Like, uh, any of them. Any of these guys that are not Malik Willis, if they land in the top 15 and they have a situation that has a bunch of firepower on it and that they only have to sort of stumble their way to fantasy points, I'm not going to be mad at you if you take them in this range.
0: All right. So we agree with Pickens at 110. Yep. And then we're going to go pick at at 111. Yep. Yeah, I'm cool with that. We're going to go I'm, Pickens,
2: I'm, pick. And, and I'm, I'm, for me, it's, Kenny Pickett slash any of the other guys. Yeah. Because I, I I think there's a chance Kenny Pickett is the next guy drafted. It could also be any of the other ones. Because A, the NFL is effed in the head a lot of times. Um, and I, I think they're all the same. I really do. Like, granted, I'm not a QB scout and I'm not talking about their hip wideness and their elbow motions and whatever, you know, they want to talk about. But if you look at them, none of them look special. They're all going to have, you know, whichever one has this draft profile and has an actual starting job, whatever. I'm 0% chance I pick any of them. But we have already veered far from what consensus is with our takes on quarterbacks with this class. But in my opinion, I feel like it's because everybody is falling for the hype.
0: You know, you know why I like Kenny Pickett in this range. If he flames out, you don't get burned too bad.
2: Which is fair. You,
0: you just don't. I mean, here's a guy. You know, I, I feel like Chris uh, Chris Collinsworth on NBC on Sunday Night Football. And here's, a, here's guy, a guy. Here's a so so funny story. Kenny Pickett has been at Pitt University as long as Patrick Mahomes has been with the Kansas City Chiefs.
2: That's Fact. absolutely
0: outrageous. One hundred percent crazy, isn't it? and he he had 42 touchdowns. So he so before that he had had 1 12 13 and 13. So you add those up, those are 39 which is three left, three less, excuse me, than the 42 he dropped on them this year. But you you got to tip the cap to to the gradual improvement. His uh percentage of passes completed went up to 67. He more than tripled his passing touchdowns. Yards per attempt went up, almost doubled his passing yards in a season, and he threw two less interceptions. So in 2020 and 2019, he threw nine. This year, he threw seven. You know, he played in a larger, in a like, like a more of like an NFL-style offense in, in college. And if he lands in the right system, he could be, I mean, with what else you're drafting in this range right now, I think Kenny Pickett at 111 feels like the right play.
2: I think it's fine, but to just rain a little bit more on the Kenny Pickett Parade, well, yes, the improvement is wonderful to see. And he was good, and I am very, very glad that he did not play against my Spartans in the Peach Bowl. I am glad he sat out for that one. He also had the Balitnikov winner for the uh, top wide receiver in college football in Jordan Addison, who's a sophomore, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure is a true sophomore. So we'll be talking about him in the future, I assure you of that. Um, but, you know, the Blitnikoff winner is not nothing. You know, last year it was Devonta Smith, Jamar Chase before that, Jerry Judy before that. There's a couple poops, uh, and then goes back to Amari Cooper, Brandon Cooks. You know, a lot of good guys have won that award that have been very good to our dynasty rosters. So maybe propped up a little bit by that. What about 12, Randy? I feel feel like we're swinging. I feel like we're swinging at this point, and it's just whoever –
0: I think, with, I think without draft capital, I think without knowledge of where these guys are playing, I think in a game of incomplete information, I feel like I might as well be hitting a pinata. Pin the tail on the dog on the donkey. I mean. So I, I am gonna go off of talent, and I think I'm gonna go a Jerry guy. I think we'll make you very happy here. Okay. I'm gonna go Christian Watson at, as down. a pick. So I'm gonna let you start. This is your guy.
2: He's just He's the epitome of what I want with this pick. If he hits, I am going to get a giant man who can run fast and he's just, he's exactly what I want. And if he's not, it's the 112. Like the hit rate on the 112 is probably 40-ish percent to have one top 24 season in your entire career. So if I miss, it's, you know, more times than not, that's about what's going to happen. But this is my guy. That was 100% who I was hoping you were going to say, because that is 100% my man. Now, let me follow it up. Since since we're in agreement and that's boring, is what? where does a tight end have to go for you to consider them in this sort of range? Can't happen? Randy's shaking his head. He says, get out uh, of here, young blood.
0: If, if the New York Giants draft a tight end in the second round, whether it's um, the Trey, I'm drawing a blank on his last McBride. name, Trey McBride out of Colorado State, or my boy uh, Ruckert out of Ohio State, mm-hmm. if, if if a team like the New York Giants, they have they let Evan Ingram walk in free agency. Yeah. you know they've got Kenny Galladay, they've got Kadarius Tony, they reworked a deal with Sterling Shepard. As of today, Saquon Barkley will be back in in New York there's a glaring hole at the tight end position so if we get this confluence of events where one of the the premium tight ends in this rookie class and there's not many to be quite honest right but if one of the guys that i like lands in in that spot that that's what it would take for me what about you
2: i so this like i like i've sort of mentioned over and over with this class that i don't love it i still think this is a reach I feel like there have been several tight end classes where we've had either multiple guys in the first round or one guy creeps into the first round. I don't think this is better than the Cole Komet situation, I think. You know, Cole Komet landed in Chicago. There was really never a chance he was going to be first round, super flex, tight end, premium sort of stuff. I sort of think this is the same, but also he would not be far behind from where we are at right now. If he was gone by 203, I wouldn't be shocked at all.
0: Uh, an- another guy that another couple of landing spots that could make my antenna go up a little bit would be like Washington, behind Old Man Logan Thomas. Yeah, and Green Bay behind coming off of an ACL with Robert Tanyan. And old the the hand old Th- those are uh, I mean I'm just you know you just sit here thinking around the league you, you know tight end is very landing spot dependent. So, I mean that's part of the reason why as dynasty gamers we fell in love with with Adam Troutman. Oh, it's new! It's New Orleans and, and Sean Payton and the offense and the thing and the, and, and it,
2: it's, i have still probably got a roster or two with Adam Troutman. On it, so. I, I
0: I still do too, but I saw today that uh, Tyson Hill will be playing some some tight end. Tight end. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All that right. came out, that came out on Tuesday as we we're recording the show. So Jerry, as the scribe, read back picks one through twelve. So this would make this as of April first the Dynasty War Zones consensus. Top 12 rookies, Superflex, tight end premium. And go. And with the
2: absolute consensus between Mr. Young and Mr. Sinclair, we went Brees Hall with the 101. I think that is sort of chalk throughout the entire Dynasty universe at this point, where it gets a little spicy with the DWZ boys. We have the Spartan dog himself, the transfer from Wake Forest, Kenneth Walker. I think that is a little higher than everybody else has them, but F those guys. Uh, We've been playing this game. We know what we're doing. Number three, and we are still in the consensus between the two co-hosts, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State, and where we started to differ a little bit was four and five. We had them swapped a little bit, but number four, we went with Trelon Burks, who is just an absolute animal. Debbie machine. Super freak, certainly going to get the draft capital. Number five, Drake London, the big fella from the West Coast. Hopefully, he's a little bit better than his, his predecessor in J.J. Ortega Whiteside, who was also... Oh, no, he was Stanford, not USC. Number six, Randall Young brought this man to my attention once again. The ACL himself, the touchdown machine from the University of Alabama, Jameson Williams, and... To add a little bit of spiciness to it, I also wrote this down because I am an exquisite scribe. Randy said, he will be the wide receiver two off of your board if he lands with the Packers or the Chiefs. And there is a real possibility that that might not be spicy enough. He may be the first wide receiver off the board because Dynasty loves height, baby. Number seven, Malik Willis, we finally did it. We had to. A lot of people have them one-on-one. I think that is to not get fined by the good people at YouTube. Effing stupid. But what can you do? Some people never learn. Number eight, Isaiah Spiller had a little bit of a tumble, but we're happy to have him. Number nine, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson's partner. Number 10, Randy and Mize. Mm. He's the man, George Pickens from Georgia, recovering from the ACL. We don't care. We're all about the ACL guys. Apparently, we're going to take the value. That's the one thing that I've learned most from Randall.
0: Well, Jer- Jerry, real quick, I don't want to interrupt. As you're doing a great job recapping this. Thank you. But 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 the ACL, it's not 1988 anymore. No, it this is not. a thing. A wonderful
2: year. A very wise, wonderful scribe was born in the year 1988. Right. It's if I perfect.
0: So myself. So so I'm not afraid to uh, go against convention, and, uh, and 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 go ahead and take a guy with an ACL. They can fix those now
2: exploit value tendencies. And if people want to dump on guys because they have injuries, Randy has taught me to scoop those bad boys up and get them on your team. Number 11, pick it? You know, we have really hated on some quarterbacks, my friend. We really have for a good couple of months here. Uh, but we gave him a little love. We threw him in at the back end of the first round. And then 12, the man, the myth, the legend, North Dakota State. Big fella, fast fella, Christian Watson. Randy, if you are going to take somebody at the two hundred and one, we're going to do a little bit of a bonus because we finished a little early. Who's the guy you're taking
0: left? Um, Zamir White's in there for me. Okay. Um, the guy from BYU, the running back, Igier um, Algier. Okay. Uh, it's it's really uh, honestly where we it's took running pen, back, Bill? where we honest if it was not a co-owned team and I know you by the way if you're doing a a, a co-owned mock draft which was the point of this exercise to begin with no know, know your co-owner throw him a bone I'm like the hell with it it's the 112 I know Jerry loves Christian Watson he does and, and why, why not throw Jerry a bone by Thank the way Shane Hallam loves loves christian Watson so that was another that reason makes me why I feel better it, yeah it should because 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 Shane's very smart and, and so for me it'd be one of the running backs you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. If uh, Pickett's not there at 111, I have the 111 in the Ultimate Dynasty Podcasters League. I'm probably just going to go with the best running back available. Um, could, could it burn me? Sure, but it's it's that's usually my style. Is, and is running back could burn you too? So yeah, I mean, it's the one I would prefer to trade out of it and, and just you know move on to like something a little bit more stable, but. If I had to say that today, is Zamir White, right there in that range. How about you? Uh,
2: it, it's probably a running back. I, I, no guy specifically. Um, whoever lands in a good spot. Dalvin think, Cook's brother, James. James Cook, yeah. Yep, I mean, Rick, Rick James Cook. I mean, even Kyron Williams. I know it's popular to hate the man, but if he lands in a spot. He ran much favorable. faster at his
0: pro day. Yeah. Ran so, much uh, faster.
2: Of course he did. but
0: Downhill. Even, you know, 38 (laughs) Uh yards, not a 40.
2: (laughs) Nobody started the the stopwatches. It it doesn't matter. I don't don't
0: give a crap about that. Like like you said a couple weeks ago, it's just one data point. That's exactly Um, right. I I like knowing that guys can play football. Yep. And Kyron Williams seems to be a guy who's pretty good at football.
2: And if he gets draft capital, if he lands in a spot that is either conducive for him to get a good role or he's sharing a backfield with somebody that I don't really like, I'll take my shot.
0: Well, there you go, Jerry. We took a shot at running this thing together. We're going to try to circle back Jerry's schedule and my schedule. Uh, we've done a great job not missing our Tuesday. Sure. We'll try to get together on Monday. Maybe we can do a mock draft Monday. We can see what's going down. Maybe invite some guests. Maybe I'll do it more than the day before. Maybe I'll do it when we get off this here this here stream and get us a couple of guests, and we'll do like a two-round, two-round rookie mock draft next week. How about that, Jer? Well, hey, Listen
2: always down for mock drafts because there is one thing that is absolutely the most intriguing aspect of this game and it's drafting drafting and trading
0: you know i'm not a big fan of the sleeper app but i am a big fan of their mock draft tool he's he's old you you can oh my god i don't need an avatar of bugs bunny (laughs) i'm a grown-ass man i don't need that shit my Listen, son, if my the son, moment, the well moment
2: they it. have an opportunity where you can buy 1990s wrestlers, though Randy's gonna be like twelve dollars stone cold. Like,
0: give me 90, that. 90, What the hell are you talking about? The nineties? Well I don't do you know, think I, I like, am? Whatever, whatever. Were you like Hulk Hogan? Get out of here. Yeah, well, let's yeah, be gonna I get out, he here. Let's out of here? Let's get out of here. Throw throw a quick plug for my buddy Matt over at Hate Brand Goods. They have an app to search H V I I I. In the Google Play and iTunes app stores, it'll pull it right up. Then you won't have to go to a website. They've got a can't buy time. A lot of their drops are themed. And I think we've all heard that you can't buy time. And we've all got a finite amount of it. And part of the reason why I like Matt is he inspires me to be a better podcast host, a better person in the gym, a better husband, a better father. It's about not putting up with your own BS. And that's why I, I dig what's going on over at Hate Man Goods. You can check them out at HVIII.com or download that app. And when you do, use promo code MEMPHIS. So, Jerry, let's get out of here. I will remind you that on Monday and Tuesday, it was Dallas on Monday talking rookies. Tuesday, it was me and Rich from the nerds. You just heard me and another nerd named Jerry. Thursday, it'll be Kyle at the fantasy football smackdown and then on Friday the gang from the Dynasty War Games podcast check it out so much going on check out the YouTube Dynasty War Zone subscribe hit the bell button and on behalf of that man his name is Jerry Sinclair you can follow him at jerrysin dwz i am at dwz memphis you can follow the show everywhere at dynasty war zone and remember here at the Dynasty War Zone Jerry what are we doing here kid we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football you goddamn right. We'll see you back here real soon. Bye-bye now. Hate brand goods. That's us. You are very, very proud of the brand and very proud of what we stand for, man. We stand for those who give a shit. We want to be with those who want to do more. And no matter what your pursuit is and whatever it is, as long as you're holding yourself to a higher standard and you're being accountable to what your goals are, we got your back. Hate brand goods. Spread hate.
1: Always party. When we add up all those inches...